Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris and welcome back to Socialist Tuesday. Stay listening, everyone. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for joining us on Socialist Tuesday where you'll find out what's coming up in the world of The Socialist, a sewing blog for everyone. Today we're speaking to one of the three new volunteer editors for The Socialist and his name is Chris. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) Good, and you? Doing good. I had a look at the Watson bra you just made. Oh yeah. Um, Unfortunately that didn't fit my friend but it still came out pretty good I think. It looked lovely. It really looked lovely. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Chris, thank you for coming on to So Organised Style Podcast for The Socialist today. No problem. I'm really happy to be here. The reason you're here is because you're one of the new volunteer editors. Before we get into that, can you tell us what your Instagram name is? My Instagram name is Amna Buhastich. And I came about because my favorite subgenre of like horror-related things is witchy stuff. So which in Spanish would be bruja and stitch because I sew. So it kind of just came together. On Instagram, it gives you that freedom, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You only just started sewing recently, haven't you? Yeah, like about two years ago. I watched a lot of Project Runaway and I always saw people making like really good and fancy stuff. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Oh, a mermaid skirt? Easy. I can do that too. I mean, I know it's not easy, but it kind of motivated me and gave me the confidence to just start honestly. And seeing a lot of people, especially people like Ashley and Altepton, who also lives in San Diego, it was really empowering to let me know that I, as like a Chicago person, can pretty much do what I want. And if it was sewing, then I can do that too. Have you always lived in San Diego or have you lived in other places? I'm originally from Montebello, California, which is near Los Angeles. And then I went to school for my Bachelor's of Science in Cell Biology in Humboldt County, which is Northern California. And right after college, I got a job at Integrated DNA Technologies, which is back down in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) So I went back down. (laughs) So when you say cell biology, does that also mean engineering? My official title is Lab Technician 3, but it's basically a production job. We use machines to synthesize DNA that's used for research stuff. Yep. So it's all pretty much automated. The only requirement really is that you have a college degree. The reason I ask is because I see a lot of sewing issues resolved from people who have engineering and science backgrounds. Well, also in college, what I did research in was how to bioremediate metals and metals from the environment using bacteria. So I think just thinking of things of ways in which I can solve them or confronting a problem head on, I think that really helps me in sewing to not be afraid and Honestly, if I follow the procedure, then it'll probably turn out fine. (laughs) 
I love the fact that it's a positive experience for you. You know, your goal is something positive and that's where you go towards. Yeah. I mean, my, one of my first fabrics was knits and a lot of people were afraid of them, but I just think that once you start sewing with something or if you just practice, then that the fear pretty much goes away. Like right now I'm working with lace and my, <laughs> my irrational fear was that the needle would go in between the holes and wouldn't catch anything. <laughs> and that I just wouldn't sew a seam, but I, honestly with the, with the bra, my fear not to be false so awesome <laughs> so socialists have you been following them for a while yeah I've been following them for a while well this was all back when kind of when I started sewing I started by listening to left sew podcasts and then I started listening to uh, stitch please led by black woman stitch and I wasn't aware at the time that sewing can be so political and it really helped listening to her be like, well, these are the problems in the sewing community, which I wasn't aware of. I was just new. And to have that in my thinking, being like, well, what can I do politically and as a, like, a queer Chicano, what can I do in the sewing community to help? And so far, honestly, it's mostly been the sewing community helping me <laughs> since I was so new and me asking a bunch of questions. I think joining the socialists and just seeing all their articles, it's been empowering to think of ways in which I can help the sewing community back. The fact that you've been getting help from the sewing community just by asking questions really shows you how supportive we are online as well as in person, yeah. Honestly, no one, I feel like no one in the sewing community is out of reach, no matter how popular or famous they are. Everyone's willing to help and everyone's willing to help you grow in one way or another. All you need to do is ask and someone's there. Exactly. So you're going through socialist orientation at the moment. Yeah. Well, I originally... uh, Applied to be a socialist editor in January, knowing full well that I was so new and I probably didn't really have the credentials. But I figured, well, I mean, I really love sewing, so might as well give it a go. Nothing bad can come from this other than them being like, now is not the time, come back later, which is what happened. But then Jillian came up to me like, I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month at most. Yeah. She asked if I wanted to be an editor. And so I told her, absolutely, like, why would I give up this opportunity? (laughs) Yeah, right now I'm just going through a rotation, just uh, seeing how people interact, which is how I learn, seeing how an article comes to life. An editor making an article or communicating with the community and then that being some of the copy editors so we can edit it and then it being scheduled. I'm just, right now, I'm just watching all those interactions happen. So when the editors that are here now leave, I can communicate with them in a way that's efficient for both them and for me. And also... The fact that you've got this handover period, you're actually making connections with people in the same community who have been giving back as well. Yeah, it's really refreshing to see someone like Gabby talk about fit, like so openly. Someone like Montserrat talking about textiles in the in the world. Yeah. And having a really informative articles. I think that really like expands our knowledge about sewing and makes it like a better experience. It does. And Various people in the team have already been on this podcast, so we're building up a library of socialist people on the podcast for them. Is there an issue that you want to bring to life or is there a project that you're going to be doing with socialists? So far, no, I'm just still thinking about things. Things I'm thinking about is like how, as me as a, like a, I know before on socialists, I've written that I was a second generation Chicano, but Confuses definitions, I'm actually a first-generation Chicano. My grandma came over from Mexico, and then she brought my mom along, who's born in Durango, Mexico, and then she had me, so I'm first-generation. So I think me just finding ways in which I can relate that sewing 
I think that would be really helpful uh, right now in America, all the political movements thinking about how I can redirect those in a positive way in the sewing community. I think those will also be be really good ideas. I'm still working out on how to properly do that since, like I said before, sewing is so new to me. As I'm going along, I'm connecting dots and I hope to be able to write a lot of good articles on my socialists. From one sewer to another, are there any sewing goals that you have for yourself, say for the next six months that you want to achieve? Uh, Yeah. Well, most recently, lace was one a goal I wanted to reach and I'm doing it. <laughs> it's not as hard as I thought, but I do need to be careful. <laughs> sewing with harder fabrics like wool and silk, those are my next goals. Bigger projects. I've sewn jackets that were like 20 pieces, but maybe a jacket that's like 50 pieces. <laughs> yeah, that. And I've been thinking a lot about me being a scientist and me being a sewist. And honestly, I feel like my passion is a lot stronger in sewing than it is in science, especially because science is so political. It's really hard to get anywhere in science if you don't have a master's or, or a doctorate. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to get those research positions, which is what I love about science. But just the amount of debt that goes in there, it's not feasible for a lot of people. But sewing is something that I really love and I've learned to love. And it'd be really nice if I can make this hobby a career. I love it so much that, I mean, just makes, makes just makes sense. Over the next couple of months, I'll just be learning, like, you know, how to draft my own things, how to work with harder fabrics, how to better communicate, how to do something. Um, right now, I'm a part of Sew Academy, but maybe taking other online courses to help, you know, further my knowledge. Any learning that you can get for sewing and uh, any practice that you can do will always build up your sewing skills. Yeah, which is why I love working with fabric so much. Like I'll, I will psych myself out with working with harder fabrics, but once you just get into it, it's just becomes so much easier. And then you, your knowledge just expands and you become less afraid to just take things on. So Chris, what's happening in the next week or so? Well, I'm actually getting married on the 13th which um, it'll be a spooky day, but it'll also be a lovely day. I'm making my wedding shirt from, let me see, uh, Simplicity 8427, which is a Mimi G pattern. She has a lot of, makes it so the ease isn't too much, so you don't have to make too many adjustments. The shirt will be made out of Egyptian cotton and lace, which is why, actually, which is why I sold that bra, because I need to practice. And I thought, well, I'll give it to my friend. Worst case scenario, the bra won't fit, but how is that different from her going to a store in general? <laughs> And the best case scenario is I make a loving bra and I learn something. <laughs> You've got a huge week ahead and I wish you all the best with your wedding. Thank you. <laughs> There's a hashtag that you use on your Instagram posts, Dope Men Who Sew. Yeah. So that originally came from Norris Santa Ford. He's a big person in the sewing community. He's like a real big advocate for men sewing and men who can sew. And I first found out about that hashtag when I joined Sew Academy because he works really close with Mimi G. They're actually married now. So yeah, I followed him a lot and I followed what he does. And that's one of the hashtags he used. And there's not a lot of men who sew. So using a hashtag like that better helps communicate and form a community and find other men who sew who are doing different things and making different moves in the sewing community. Are there any other hashtags that you'd love people to follow that you already use on your Instagram account? Uh, Yeah, there's one more that I started using for myself personally. Uh, the hashtag is so sew so chicken x or chicken x sews. I started using it for myself, but I think it'd be really cool if other Chicano people or Chicanas used it to, you know, see where we are and who we are and what we're doing in some community. I think that'd be really empowering. It's a great way to 
bring that community together and also to allow people to start to see, give them visibility. Yeah, I mean, not only in the US, like in other countries too, there's, there's like not, not just other channels because that's specifically a Mexican American thing, but there's other Latin, Latin people out there. I think it'd be a really cool idea to just have that kind of visibility. Yeah, and Instagram gives us that opportunity too. Yeah. Chris, I wish you all the best in the socialist team and with your sewing. It sounds like you're enjoying everything at the moment and I hope that it continues to bring you joy. Thank you. If it doesn't, I will take months long breaks, which I have done, (laughs) and then I will get back to it. (laughs) Thank you again for being on the podcast, Chris. Yeah, thank you for having me. Have a lovely day, listeners. Gracias. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for the Socialists was produced by me, Maria Theharis, with permission of Christopher, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and from all good podcast apps. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.